I think I think one of my the, the most naive objection that one can make the kind of a universal atheist objection and I, I don't think it's it's very good but I, I find it very difficult to object is well so many people have done terrible things mm -hmm. uh, using 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 God as an excuse how can you uh, well, how can you still follow God but I think I think first of all I think we could respond to the kind of the, the God justifying all the evil or how do you allow God to justify all the suffering? And the answer is quite simple, I think. It's, and it's simple in the sense that you just accept it while saying people have done a lot of things in the name of God. Then the only question is, is, well, have these evils been done truly because they believe in God? Or are they using God as a theistic justification for their actions? Or is it just another excuse for doing great evil anyways? Because it seems that if you look at the human human history, imagine you could conclude or, or encapsulate all the suffering in, in history caused by humans, have them all out in front of you. The first thing we have to do is, well, look at how much suffering there is and then how much percentage of that suffering is caused by those who claim to be doing that in a religion. If, if that kind of group of suffering created is less than, what, say, 50%, or even if it's even if it is 50%, I think there is reasonable reason to doubt that suffering is caused because of a result of a theist, a deist, or a or God calling them to do what they actually are meant to be doing or what suffering they're causing. Because, because for example, things have been done in the name of a lot of things. But if there are, if suffering is just universal, regardless of whatever, whatever they believe in, for example, the Stalinists, they believe in something, the Maoists, they believe in something else. You look at each single situation, they all seem to have these different ideologies, but at the same time, is it the ideologies that they're which is leading to great pathology, or is it their themselves being greatly patholo pathological themselves, which is causing the great suffering? And I think it's very hard to tell the difference between the two. And 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 you also, I think, when you talk about religion, you have to look at it from a very specific backing as well, like in the individual case of the religious as well, because I think the first discussion we have, looking at all the suffering and realizing that a very small minority of all the suffering is actually religious related and mainly of the suffering is not related to religion. And when I mean religion, I'm not saying religious structure or ideology. I'm relating it to purely God commanded or God allegedly God justified evil. That's at least, I think that almost a, a hundredth or 1% of all the suffering in history, because if we take into consideration the death over the 20th century alone, most of that was not related to direct God. I think we could both agree on that. I think most people agree on that historically. It's like, how many people have died? There are at least 70 million odd people. If you combine Nazi Germany, um, Nazi Germany, Mao and Stalin, I'm, I'm, I'm considering like the lowest numbers in each single situation. I think that gets around 70 million or 60 million people. Compare that to all the suffering caused by people doing things in the name of God. Yes, it might come up a lot, but the numbers there is significantly small in each situation. I think if you look at the numbers of the Crusades and the Muslim Wars, I think the maximum number of deaths is around two or three million. And then you add all these terrorist attacks recently, regardless whoever who carries them out, that also is significantly smaller than anything else. Yes, maybe you look at something and like, oh, 100 people just died. But compare that to 70 million people died. That's tiny. And, and you compare them together. It seems that the, the set of or the subset of religion, religious cause suffering is tiny, which makes it almost seem that suffering is a fact of the humans and not a fact of religion itself. And I think that is a very strong response to it. 
But another way you can look at it is, well, look at even within, let's grant the hypothesis that religion does justify it. Well, let's look at the individual religions within them. Which religions are calling for that war and which religions are calling for that suffering? And then judge the suffering and judge the actions carried out by these so-called religious people and judge them against the religion that they're professing to believe in. Because if someone said they believed in what do you call it, Buddhism, they went on a killing spree, you would, you would say that while it's done in the name of Buddhism, this guy clearly isn't a Buddhist because Buddhism is literally about life. In the same way, if, if a Christian is killing people, even though Christ tells you to love your neighbor, then it's more a representation that the guy, although is doing it in the name of Christianity, isn't really actually acting out that Christian message and shouldn't be held and Christianity then shouldn't be held responsible. So I think both ways you look at it, there is indeed a significant problem. Okay. <clears throat> I, I think you provided a very strong response. I, I, I got a few problems with it. Mm -hmm, sure. The probabilistic argument works at all. I think that's a terrible argument. You might have to elucidate what your first kind of rejection to the probabilistic kind of argument was. I didn't really get that uh, totally. Can you elucidate oh, that? Anymore? Yeah. Well, the probabilistic argument takes, it, I think it, it takes the divine down into the mundane. And that's my problem with it. When you start comparing it probabilistically, you're saying, well, only 20% of suffering is caused by religion, 80% is caused by uh, other causes. Well, here, your religion doesn't have this kind of, I guess, divine status of you follow, of, of God completely uh, associated with it, and it defeats religion itself. I think, I think, well, I think those kind of mm -hmm. on, on religion, and th that's my problem mm -hmm. with it. Well, I think, first of all, to say, I think when you differentiate the probab the probabilistic response to the critique and the probabilistic response about religion. Because when I was raising that probabilistic kind of dynamic, what I'm doing it is not to say, well, this is about religion itself. I, I'm not I'm not attaching it to religious faith. Rather, I'm, I'm attaching it to the critique raised that, well, so much evil has been done in the name of religion. And my response to that is, well, well, how much more has been done without religion being invoked at all? And if you look at that, then I think there is a fundamentally a very different kind of situation where you see it's that like, and, and this is where the heart of my response is in the first probabilistic thing is, is that humans don't seem to need religion to, to carry out great horrible acts, because if that's the case, then they would have just invoked religion. And I'm using religion in the theistic sense, like the metaphysical theistic sense here. You don't like, if, the, if, it, if we really needed X hypothesis, let's follow the, the argument where it leads, is that uh, theism justifies such evils. Why aren't these people using religion as their kind of defense? Because it seems that's only, assuming all of these were all suffering, then well, why is only a small group of them using religion? Why didn't everyone just use religion to invoke it or invoke religion? There's a statistical or probabilistic difference in response to the critique, the atheist critique, not about in response to the religion itself, if you see what trying to present here. No, no, I, I think I, I still find a problem with it. Oh, the, the first mm -hmm. problem is it's not necessarily true. And then the second problem, I think this is the crucial one. That, that's the one I'm trying to, I'm, I'm almost like trying to help religion here because I, I find that once you accept, accept the arguments on the basis of facts, then, then you, you, you've lost your right. It's like uh, a very easy example is uh, people, in the Nazi Germany, 1930s, someone can write a book, uh, an anti-Semitic book, and then every single fact in a book can be true. It, it may be true that, well, well, 
they're, they're Jews in the cultural industry, and uh, maybe uh, they, they controlled most of the banking. They might be, I guess, structurally exploiting some of the German workers, etc., etc. Even if are true, still anti-Semitism is unacceptable. And I think that's the that's the level of argument that you have to do in in order to defend religion in in response to these probabilistic uh, factual arguments. Because once you drag it down to the to the basis of facts, then I think that the fight is already lost, or you'll you'll be endlessly cobbling on on like oh is 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 these facts actually true, etc. And you'll never get at an a conclusive uh, victory the argument against the other side. And you have to argue from from some from some higher level against this kind of argument. It's 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 a lost cause. Would you, but would you not say that that the problem of this kind of fact-based response, why it's not applying, would that not be more of a problem of the actual critique itself than the actual problem of the response? Because the critique, as I understand it, is saying, well, look at all like look at all these facts here in front of us. We have the Crusades, we have the whatever ISIS flying planes into towers, like they have all of these examples and saying, well, look at all of these examples, look at these facts, all justified by religion. So in response to that, I'm just like going by their game okay, let's look at these facts, but then look at all the other facts. And then, like, playing by the critique, he figure out there's something I'm wrong saying, with the critique. Yeah. No, I'm trying to say that you cannot play by the critique. Once you play by the critique, you've already lost, no matter when, even when you're responding to the critique. When I say that, when other people's criticizing on, on this level, you cannot accept this criticism, play by their game. You have to to attack it from a more ontological level or else you've religions already lost their, their ground there it's i, I, I think, think you, on I the think factual you, level it's not convincing it's not convincing to anyone on the factual level it's just this endless i said before quabbling and it it's I, I don't think it works so i think when whenever someone criticizes and i think that's the response maybe to my original critique of religion but if if you critique on the side of well, religion caused so much suffering. You cannot say, you cannot say quantitatively. Maybe it didn't cause so much. I say, well, that is not religion, or well, the the suffering is not part of religion. It is something else. And then we try to explain what that something else is. And when I when we try to distinguish between religion and ideology. Mm-hmm. And, and before we talk about that, I think I think then we start to, and I, and I will to some degrees agree with you, but I think that very funny thing here is that what it seems that is that the factual part of the critique is actually its biggest problem. And the only reason why I was kind of responding in a factual way was because of the factual critique. And and, and I, I completely agree with you. I don't think that it is very convincing because the fundamental argument isn't very convincing. And it's like, well, then why on earth do we need to argue about these small details? Like the... The reason why I brought it out is only because, well, the normally the atheists just constantly argue the factual side of it. And as a result, I think the factual response is a good kind of uh, a reductio ad absurdum of their kind of factual approach. It's like that is blatantly absurd. I think that I think we can dismiss. I think we both kind of agree and correct me if I'm wrong, that the factual side of the atheist critique is somewhat kind of futile and very weak.